This is Let's Talks in Kisnevis here on Voice of the Caribbean Radio at voiceofthecaribbean.net. I'm your host, Andre Huey. On this week's edition of Let's Talks in Kisnevis, we talk cryptocurrency, Bitcoin Cash, its growing in popularity in St. Kitts and Nevis. And we spoke to one of the businesses or one of the business owners whose business accepts Bitcoin Cash as a method of payment, Mr. John Zuliani. He's the president of the Royal St. Kitts Hotel. How easy is the Bitcoin Cash to use and is it really helping in the cost of doing business? All that, we had a great, uh, fantastic discussion with Mr. Zuliani on that subject. Plus, we'll hear from one of the biggest proponents of Bitcoin Cash, Roger Ver, who is sometimes based here in St. Kitts and Nevis. He's an economic citizen of St. Kitts and Nevis and reportedly uh, purchased his passport using Bitcoins. Well, Roger Ver, uh, the founder of Bitcoin.com, he speaks with Richard Byworth of Diginex, the CEO of Diginex, a webinar where he spoke and gave some insights into Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, and the future of digital money. All that on this week's edition of Let's Talk and Get Nevis. But first, we'll take a break and be right back. Voice of the Caribbean Radio, VOC Radio. Stay locked on. It's the new and improved SK Newsline Android mobile app. With the SK Newsline app, you can watch your news reports, the SK Newsline newscast, sports, special features, and so much more. You can also send us a WhatsApp or call us directly. Go in the Google Play Store, search SK Newsline, and download the app today. The SK Newsline mobile app. News on the go. Online radio has never been this great. It's Voice of the Caribbean Radio at voiceofthecaribbean.net. Tune into Voice of the Caribbean Radio for great Caribbean programs, news, entertainment, sports, and current affairs. Wake up each morning and be inspired with One Day at a Time with Kim Huey. Stay abreast with news across the Caribbean and internationally with the Caribbean News Hour and be entertained with shows like Reggaeville, Caribbean Classics, and Jive Music Show. Visit our website, download our Android mobile app, or listen us on TuneIn Radio. There is so much more on Voice of the Caribbean Radio, reaching the Caribbean and beyond. Check website or app for program schedule. Want to buy some fresh fruits, vegetables, or ground provision, but don't have the time to go to the market or even to find parking? Look no further. Green, Green Market, market and, and Delivery is, is your solution. solution. Green Market and Delivery is an e-commerce store that sells and delivers local produce to customers. It's in Kisinevis. Anything you purchase, you can get fresh from the market and deliver directly to your door. Log on to www.greenmarketskn.com. Click on the e-store link, choose your items, and shop away. We have a wide array of products from fruits, vegetables, local products, spices and seasonings, and much more. Save time and energy. Shop on greenmarketskn.com, your one-stop shop for fresh local produce. Stay abreast with news on St. Martin with SMN News. Visit www.smn-news.com for up-to-date news, scoops, opinions, and hard-hitting facts. SMN News, we tell it like it is. Visit our website, www.smn-news.com. If you're looking for a place to host that special event, conference, meeting, social event, party, 
whatever the occasion, your best option is the Millhouse Convention Center in Palmetto Point, St. Kitts. Located on the picturesque Garvey's Estate, the Millhouse Guesthouse Convention Center has enough space for outdoor events overlooking the Caribbean Sea. If you're looking indoors, the center is equipped with amenities needed to make your event a success. And by combining both spaces, you're sure to have a memorable event, no matter the occasion. Call the offices at Millhouse Guest House and Convention Center to book your next event on simply the most beautiful place in St. Kitts. Call 668-1392. Millhouse Convention Center at Garvey's Estate, Palmetto Point, St. Kitts. Making your event memorable. Auto Plus Car Wash, located on the Collins Street Gut, Bastyr St. Kitts. Bring your car to Auto Plus Car Wash to remove water stains, wiper marks, get your doors, roof panel cleaned, seat floor mats, buffing, headlights, and engine wash. You get quality service at the best price at Auto Plus Car Wash. They really care for your car. Call 765-5140 or visit them on the College Street Gut, Bastyr St. Kitts. Auto Plus Car Wash, where service is number one. The Voice of the Caribbean Radio. Welcome back to Let's Talk St. Kitts Nevis. Well, as promised, you will be hearing from Mr. John Zuliani. He is the CEO, rather the president of Royal St. Kitts Hotel and one of the businesses on St. Kitts that uses or accepts Bitcoin Cash as a method of payment. What is Bitcoin Cash? Well, you'll learn more about that in the interview we had with Mr. Zuliani. Within two minutes, I, could, I saw the potential of it. I pretty much adopted it all throughout the hotel, paying for your F&B meals, for your hotel rooms, for purchasing a condo unit. So right across the board, we accept crypto now and Bitcoin Cash more importantly because we see the value in it and are looking forward to attracting more of that crypto community to come vacation here and learn about St. Kitts because of how easy it is to come here, especially from North America, and to not have to carry a wallet everywhere you go because of the mass adoption. I'm not the only business doing this. There's a lot of other businesses that have seen the benefits and they adopted it very quickly. I, I don't think there's any country that's gotten quite the per capita number of businesses on board with taking Bitcoin Cash as St. Kitts has in a very short period of time. So it's super exciting. Um, looking forward to the results, to be honest. So walk us through with a guest that comes to your hotel. Um, how do they transact? You don't have to walk with a wallet, just walk with your phone. They need ID, just to verify their ID. Um, their option at the end of payment, whether they're staying for lunch, quick lunch, or staying in the hotel, you have a choice of paying by credit card, cash, or with Bitcoin Cash. Um, all of our points of sale systems integrate with the crypto apps that Roger has designed, like the Bitcoin Cash Register app, um, the Bitcoin Wallet. So it's so easy, straightforward, and simple that it scan a code and pay. So, I mean, when it comes to COVID, there's no touch. <laughs> you know, so many benefits that continue to go down the list of using it. When it comes to cost of doing business, um, when you compare that to traditional formats, talk to us about that in terms of savings. So it's not even comparable. Your average credit card company is going to charge anywhere from 3 to 4%. No matter what you're charging them, if it's a small bill or a large bill, um, delays 
to getting your funds, chargebacks, headaches, clients trying to claim that the, what they bought they didn't really pay for, all kinds of things that create. With Bitcoin Cash, the transaction's made, there's no um, cashbacks, there's no, it's all straightforward, it's all there on the blockchain, no one can challenge it, you know, it can't get any more simple. And I, I guess at the end of the day, I feel the easiest thing that will prevail and get mass adoption. Mm-hmm. Are you surprised at the growth, the rapid growth of it? I mean, we've, we've heard of Bitcoin before. I mean, Roger was actually one of the forefront persons for Bitcoins. But Bitcoin Cash in the last year or two has just exploded here. It has, it has. Um, I'm not surprised. Everyone I've spoken to about it, once I saw the benefits firsthand, hearing about it's one thing, but then it's another thing to actually do a transaction that would have normally taken you four days for the wire to clear at the bank or whatever the case may be immediately within seconds and know that the deal is done whether you're selling a condo unit paying for you know a seven night stay at our hotel or just paying for a meal just hands down once you start using it the benefits are obvious and you'll continue using it where do you see the future of Bitcoin Cash here, or even other cryptocurrencies for that matter, um, in the banking system here? And walk us through the advantages of, well, aside from what you just mentioned, of transacting in crypto as opposed to transacting fiat. Yeah, I mean, just to go along with what I mentioned, time is money, right? We all work for a living, we earn our money through time generally, and going to the bank, standing in line takes time. None of that is required. You have to have a smartphone and an internet connection. And pretty much everybody in St. Kitts has that. So with such a simple base, that's why I feel it's going to get mass adoption. Um, And at the end of the day, the more people adopt it, the more valuable it gets, so everybody benefits. But that doesn't mean that, you know, cash here is going to be not used anymore. You know, there's still going to be use for that. going to coincide together as in in my perfect world as an option of payment for all merchants or guests coming to the island. Mm -hmm. One of the trademarks of um, cryptocurrency is the fact that it's not a centralized unit, it's not a centralized currency, unlike regular currency which is, you know, have a central bank, they oversee what happens, etc. Are you concerned that Bitcoin Cash and other cryptocurrencies, I know they're trying it in the US, are going to be somehow regulated by a central body and if that happens would that affect the advantages that you have now using cryptocurrency again i'm not a cryptocurrency expert i'm relatively new to space but i don't see that happening because it's already too late for them to try to regulate in that extensive way they can't print more bitcoin cash tokens they can't print more because they don't have control of the system right and that's the big difference between the U.S. dollar and the Fed being able to print more dollars, which reduces the buying power of everybody else. Um, you know, there's only so much money in circulation. The Fed printed over, I think it was 40% of all cash that was ever in circulation to be for the U.S. government to give out to all of its citizens, as well as, you know, all the future plans they have on infrastructure and this. Well, when they print more money, the rest of us that are holding U.S. dollars or EC Caribbean dollars that are pegged to the U.S. dollar, we lose our buying power, which means the amount of money, the value in the bank account doesn't change, but you can buy less things with it. So essentially, it's like you're paying U.S. taxes, even though 
we're in St. Kitts and we're not paying U.S. taxes. Um, so that's, I guess, my concern. Because they control the money supply, they can inflate it and print as much as they want for their needs at all of our costs elsewhere around the world, which is slightly unfair. And they can't do that with cryptocurrencies, you know? Um, crypto does provide volatility, which can be a negative, especially if you put in more than you can handle to lose at this time because of its volatility. But as mass adoption comes, I think that volatility will start to be reduced drastically. That's just my guess. Now, why do you think it's, it's grown so quickly here? I mean, the central bank introduced the Dcash, but for some reason, Bitcoin Cash seems to have just exploded much faster. So the tools that you give people to use it are very important. Even for myself, I, I've heard of Bitcoin years ago and always wanted to buy some, but you know, it was never that easy to do. Now with the Bitcoin.com wallet where you can send a friend a link for a dollar and they download the app, get a dollar in their account, and it's all set up there for them. For a merchant to just download the Bitcoin register, uh, cash register app, put in their address to their Bitcoin wallet, and now their store clerk has a means to collect crypto. It's, it's less than a 30 second setup for downloading two apps for any business and less than you know, 10 seconds for a single individual to download the app and start using it. And it's send and receive, and then listing the, the currency you want to send. So it doesn't get more simple than that. Everyone's intimidated when they hear something new or don't have someone there to show them. But I think part of the mass adoption was a lot of the vendors were willing to show other vendors what they are doing and how they're doing it, which is, you know, proves how St. Kitts' community kind of helps each other and spreads the word. Because that's why I think there was so much natural adoption through all the business merchants. We all want to be able to get that extra customer that would pay in crypto that wouldn't have normally walked in because they saw the opportunity to pay maybe in crypto. Yeah. And so eventually you think as more users come on board, in the No, the transaction process is super fast now. It takes less than as soon as you send it, it's received. I was more referring to the volatility because right. they the value of it does go up and down. Um, but at the end of the day, as mass adoption comes, I think that volatility will be reduced. Right. Um, the actual receiving of funds, uh, or actually, you know, going and transacting. Um, how do you think people will adopt to them? Because again, as you said, you know, when something is new, people either are fearful of it or you know don't really want to. Do it. But how quickly do you think? I mean, considering the growth of it amongst the merchants. Um, in terms of users? So that'll be dependent on government and the businesses throughout. For example, for us, we've started a unique, uh, we've had a lot of requests for implementing a pension plan. And, you know, times are tough with COVID, not a lot of business and whatnot, but I still wanted to do this. And we found a great outlet of a client who actually purchased a unit from us, has a business where um, he helps businesses like us invest in pension plans for all of their staff we started with anyone who's been working with us over five years and purchasing crypto to hold for the long haul so in five or ten years if as it continues to trend up as we believe it will they will have now a nice pension to retire on on top of that we did an additional like christmas bonus of a hundred dollars on top of regular salary and bonuses to give everyone an opportunity to use it and try it out 
So I, I believe as soon as people are at the point of being comfortable to start accepting some of it in terms of pay, that's when it'll really kind of explode. And if the government was to start accepting it, maybe a skeleton or these things, that that's also key because people need to be able to pay their bills. And right now you can pay your uh, cable and wireless, you know, you can pay at stores and locations, but you can't pay the government yet. And I think that's a big, exactly. If that was to be accepted, I, I would see, you know, much quicker adoption, which we, from what we've already had, which is amazing. So uh, any which way it's positive, <laughs> and I don't look at it as a negative. And um, cash, because there's still some people who like to have cash, and they want to know, okay, so if I have X amount of crypto in my wallet, would I be able to access some of it in cash if I wanted to? How would they go about doing Yeah, so it can be intimidating at first but it is very simple you have your wallet on your phone that acts as like your wallet that holds your cash and then you also have a exchange account with a company like blockchain for example and this exchange account allows you to send your cryptocurrency from your wallet on your phone to your exchange site once the funds arrive there you can sell your cryptocurrency there into US dollars or EC dollars or Canadian, whatever currency you want. And then you can withdraw it from blockchain.com to your bank account at National Bank or Public Bank or wherever you bank here. It does take five or six days, so it is an instant, but you can convert it. You can it. transfer from your blockchain account. From crypto, from blockchain, your blockchain.com account to your bank account very easily. Um, I've done it myself to verify, so I know it can be done. And then you can also go the other way for loading funds into onto your account. So you can send a wire transfer from your bank to blockchain.com, which would arrive in US or EC dollars, and then purchase Bitcoin Cash with it, and then transfer it to your wallet. You have to look at an exchange account in the crypto world like a bank account where it's centralized and there's a company behind that exchange. Your wallet, you are responsible for your wallet and what's on your phone and your private keys. So if you lose your wallet and you don't have your seed phrase, your 12 words saved up, you could lose your crypto. But that's why you should write those down, not take a photo, not put it on iCloud, don't email it to yourself and put it somewhere safe that you keep other valuables. So St. Kitts is in a very unique position because our main product is tourism and the crypto community is growing at a faster rate than any community out there in the world and could be at over a billion users before we know it. And all of those users know about El Salvador, which made Bitcoin a legal tender. So if St. Kitts made Bitcoin Cash legal tender, I guarantee all of those people would know about St. Kitts and that would really provide us great name recognition and the ultimate free marketing. I also believe that the government is very forward-thinking and understands that, you know, the first country in the islands to embrace this are going to benefit. And like you said, it's a race. No one remembers who comes in second or third or does it second or third, but they all know who does it first. So I feel there'd be tremendous benefit if that was something to be considered by the government with the benefits that would come from the world knowing of St. Kitts and putting us on the map in such a strong and forward-thinking way. So I think the government's done a great job and, you know, 
facing all the challenges we've had to face here in St. Kitts. It hasn't been easy as a business owner. I'm sure it's not easy being government, something I would never want to do. But at the end of the day, we have to look to the future and what would benefit St. Kitts the most. You know, St. Kitts started with citizenship by investment, got a lot of slack for it up front. But look at it now with a platinum brand, every other island is copying us and in some ways jealous of the development and the things that St. Kitts has been able to do in such a short period of time. That's John Zuliani, the president of Royal St. Kitts Hotel, speaking to us on Bitcoin Cash and uh, why his business accepts, or rather why he accepts Bitcoin Cash as a method of payment at his business and where he sees the future of the cryptocurrency here in St. Kitts and Nevis. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll hear from Roger Vera, the founder of Bitcoin.com. And um, he speaks with a he speaks with Richard Byworth of Diginex on the future of Bitcoin Cash and digital money. Voice of the Caribbean Radio, VOC Radio. Stay locked on. It's the new and improved SK News 9 Android mobile app. With the SK Newsline app, you can watch your news reports, the SK Newsline newscast, sports, special features, and so much more. You can also send us a WhatsApp or call us directly. Go in the Google Play Store, search SK Newsline, and download the app today. The SK Newsline mobile app. News on the go. Online radio has never been this great. It's Voice of the Caribbean Radio at voiceofthecaribbean.net. Tune into Voice of the Caribbean Radio for great Caribbean programs, news, entertainment, sports, and current affairs. Wake up each morning and be inspired with One Day at a Time with Kim Huey. Stay abreast with news across the Caribbean and internationally with the Caribbean News Hour and be entertained with shows like Reggaeville, Caribbean Classics, and Jive Music Show. Visit our website, download our Android mobile app, or listen us on TuneIn Radio. There is so much more on Voice of the Caribbean Radio, reaching the Caribbean and beyond. Check website or app for program schedule. Want to buy some fresh fruits, vegetables, or ground provision, but don't have the time to go to the market or even to find parking? Look no further. Green, Green Market, market and, and Delivery, delivery is, is your solution. solution. Green Market and Delivery is an e-commerce store that sells and delivers local produce to customers. It's in Kisinevis. Anything you purchase, you can get fresh from the market and deliver directly to your door. Log on to www.greenmarketskn.com. Click on the e-store link, choose your items, and shop away. We have a wide array of products from fruits, vegetables, local products, spices and seasonings, and much more. Save time and energy. Shop on greenmarketskn.com, your Your one-stop shop for for fresh fresh local local produce. Stay abreast with news on St. Martin with SMN News. Visit www.smn-news.com for up-to-date news, scoops, opinions, and hard-hitting facts. SMN News, we tell it like it is. Visit our website, www.smn-news.com. If you're looking for a place to host that special event, conference, meeting, social event, party, whatever the occasion, your best option is the Millhouse Convention Center in Palmetto Point, St. Kitts. Located on the picturesque Garvey's Estate, the Millhouse Guesthouse Convention Center has enough space for outdoor events overlooking the Caribbean Sea. 
If you're looking indoors, the center is equipped with amenities needed to make your event a success. And by combining both spaces, you're sure to have a memorable event, no matter the occasion. Call the offices at Millhouse Guest House and Convention Center to book your next event on simply the most beautiful place in St. Kitts. Call 668-1392. Millhouse Convention Center at Garvey's Estate, Palmetto Point, St. Kitts. Making your event memorable. Auto Plus Car Wash, located on the Collins Street Gut, Bastyr, St. Kitts. Bring your car to Auto Plus Car Wash to remove water stains, wiper marks, get your doors, roof panel cleaned, seat floor mats, buffing, headlights, and engine wash. You get quality service at the best price at Auto Plus Car Wash. They really care for your car. Call 765-5140 or visit them on the College Street Dot Bastier St. Kitts. Auto Plus Car Wash, where the service is number one. The voice of the Caribbean Radio. Welcome back to Let's Talk St. Kitts Nevis. Well, as promised you, we'll be hearing from Roger Ver. He is the founder of Bitcoin.com. And he spoke to Richard Byworth, of the CEO of Diginex, on the future of Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, and digital money. He's also frequently here in St. Kitts and Nevis. He's an economic citizen of St. Kitts and Nevis. And so he's looking to push Bitcoin Cash not only here in St. Kitts and Nevis, but to other islands across the Caribbean. Okay, let's get started. I'll start with you, actually, Richard. Can you give us a quick intro? How did you get into crypto? What was the watershed moment? Uh, that made you think, okay, I need to get involved into this. Yeah, thanks, Justin. Um, so yeah, for me, it was uh, it was probably early 2017. I'd spent my whole career in investment banking and uh, had actually been looking since 2008 for, you know, store of value, uh, protection against wealth destruction through um, quantitative easing that we'd been witnessing fairly uh, in largesse from central banks. And um, I read a book by uh, Yuval Harari called Sapiens that talked about uh, monetary structures and referenced Bitcoin. Um, I was really confused by someone who had written such a credible book was talking about Bitcoin. And so I, I started looking into it, having previously dismissed it as some scam on the Internet, as I think many people in finance originally did. <clears throat> and um, that was the uh, come to Jesus moment. And I actually met Roger. Uh, a few months later in Tokyo. Okay, fantastic. Um, Roger, probably many uh, in the audience know about your background. Could you also take us quickly through your discovery of Bitcoin, your involvement in the crypto space, and also maybe later what led you to, uh, to support Bitcoin Cash? Yeah, uh, I guess similar to Richard, I was I was reading books, but uh, you know the Sapiens books were were fantastic as well, but. Uh, two decades earlier, or a decade and a half earlier, I was reading uh, The Sovereign Individual and uh, Future Imperfect by David Friedman and some of these other books that were talking about anonymous e-cash and cyber cash on the internet and, and all the ways in which that's going to change the way commerce works and, and change the way the world works. And uh, you know, I was reading about those in the late 1990s, early 2000s. And I thought, oh, this is fantastic. This is going to be wonderful, but too bad it doesn't exist yet. And then uh, in 2011, uh, I heard about Bitcoin for the first time and it, the, the light bulb went off. The, 
the cyber cache or the e-cache that I've been reading about in science fiction books as a very young man finally has now come into existence and it's called Bitcoin. And uh, so I, I dived in headfirst uh, full time. I had my own business, uh, memorydealers.com, selling uh, computer components to people all over the world. And dealing with credit card fraud was a really big issue. It turns out one of the top things for people to buy with stolen credit cards is computer memory. And so we had people every single day around the world trying to use stolen credit cards to buy products from us. And so we got really good at detecting stolen credit card purchases or fraudulent purchases. Uh, but then when Bitcoin came along, it was like, what? I can accept payment from anybody on the planet with no risk of chargeback or no risk of fraud. It was uh, There was no doubt in my mind whatsoever that people were going to start using it for payments in commerce. And uh, so my, my goal was to, to start building the tools to make it easier for people to actually use it for payments in commerce. And, uh, and like Richard, I have a long time, uh, I don't know, fear or uneasiness of governments debasing the currency by printing it like, uh, like crazy. Uh, within my lifetime, one Zimbabwe dollar was worth more than one US dollar uh, as recently as 1983. And then uh, if you look around the world, the thing that everybody uses as a store of value is the money that they can spend anywhere. So everyone in the US uses the dollar because they can spend it everywhere in the Europe. In Europe, they use the Euro. Uh, on the internet, whatever cryptocurrency they're using for payments everywhere is gonna be the cryptocurrency that they use as a store of value as well. So the first step was to buy a bunch of Bitcoin. The next step was to build the tools to make it useful in commerce for payments for people to buy and sell things. And uh, here we are a decade later, it's really uh, starting to happen at this point. Really cool. Thanks for sharing this. Um, I wanna talk a little bit about Bitcoin Cash uh, Richard, let's start with you. Why did you choose to list Bitcoin Cash on Equos? Yeah, sure. Um, so look, we look at when we list something on Equos, we're really trying to make sure that we're protecting people that are using our platform. Um, so unlike many other uh, exchanges, we don't market make on our exchange. We actually operate as a regulator of the activity that happens on our exchange. So actually, we're very stringent with what gets listed on the exchange. Um, we have a very deep listing protocol and you know there are core requirements around things like um, source code development, uh, transparency, uh, decentralization, um, security of the network, legality, i.e. it's not a security in any way, um, but also importantly, the ongoing improvements that we're seeing to the network um, and, you know, other metrics like the amount of transactions that go through the network and obviously to the point that, that Roger's making, you know, both Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash uh, are obviously, you know, very clearly sort of leading the way in, the, in those areas. So for us, Bitcoin Cash was a very logical uh, listing for the exchange in terms of, you know, something that we could list quickly. Um, it had already been approved by the Monetary Authority of Singapore. Uh, as a cryptocurrency that could be listed on exchanges in the very small bucket that they've provided. Um, and so it was something that we were able to list rather quickly. Understood. And, and while we're on it, because we're talking about the exchange and the fact that Bitcoin Cash is, is tradable, uh, how do you think about Bitcoin Cash as part of an investment portfolio for all the traders, the investors out there? So I think um, <clears throat> whenever I look at the sort of the cryptocurrency space as an investor, I'm trying to bucket things. So, you know, Bitcoin itself in its sort of own store of value bucket, um, where I'm thinking about the debasement of currency and the protection against that debasement of currency that we're seeing from central banks. You then have sort of payment tokens broadly. Obviously, Bitcoin Cash is one. Then you have um, sort of smart contract networks. You have utility tokens. 
um, that sort of more like mileage programs. And I think, you know, if you bucket all of them as, as separate crypto buckets, um, then you can kind of see where that's falling. And that's where I would be putting Bitcoin Cash alongside Litecoin, uh, Bitcoin SV, and some of these other sort of payment tokens. Wonderful. Thanks for that feedback. Uh, Roger, a question for you. You're a longtime advocate of Bitcoin Cash. Can you give us an update on the growth of Bitcoin Cash and where you're seeing the strongest demand, meaning from which type of customers, investors, where is it coming from? Yeah, I, I, I've been a longtime advocate of anything that works for payments on the internet. Um, and so that's why I'm such a big fan of Bitcoin Cash today. It actually already processes significantly more transactions every single day than Bitcoin does. Uh, but I think the really big, interesting next step that's happening here is uh, in, in May, right, just less than a month away here, uh, they're launching a side chain on Bitcoin Cash called Smart BCH that will allow any Ethereum based contract to run right there on a side chain on Bitcoin Cash. But Ethereum's current gas limit, they're having a lot of you know, fee issues on Ethereum right now, is around 11 million uh, every 15 seconds. Smartbch.org, you can read about it there, the side chain of, for Ethereum on top of Bitcoin Cash, the gas limit will be 1 billion, right? So more than 100 times uh, the gas limit of Ethereum now right there on Bitcoin Cash. And I think that's going to be a really, really big deal because we're seeing a lot of these different networks kind of buckle under the, the scaling there too. But the, the design difference with Bitcoin Cash actually allows a lot more scalability than, than Ethereum. Although back, back in the early days when Vitalik Buterin was figuring out how he wanted to make Ethereum or how he wanted to build it, he wanted to build it on top of Bitcoin, but there was this uh, scaling war already brewing within Bitcoin. So he decided to make it its own chain. But now that we have Bitcoin Cash where the blocks are allowed to become bigger, uh, Ethereum and its smart contracts can come back uh, to, to Bitcoin Cash effectively. So I'm really bullish for anything that works in commerce for people to actually do real things. And uh, in the early days, that certainly was Bitcoin. Uh, more recently, that was uh, Ethereum. And we've seen some other chains as well. Uh, but I think Bitcoin Cash really has a, a strong advantage there in the terms of being accepted at more physical merchants in the world than any other cryptocurrency and being accepted online at the online merchants just as much as any other cryptocurrency out there. So providing a faster, cheaper, more reliable user experience for those payments uh, with Bitcoin average fees being over $50 a, a transaction at the moment and Bitcoin cash fees being a fraction of a penny, uh, I think a lot of people are gonna start looking at Bitcoin cash real seriously for, for the payment space. And if you're not investing in a cryptocurrency that is used in commerce in some way, you're just speculating on future speculators. And I, I'm really a fan of the cryptocurrencies that are being actually used in commerce for people to buy and sell things or do some sort of you know economic activity rather than just speculating. Really interesting. Thanks for that feedback. And, and while we're on it, staying with you, can you also maybe talk about um, either the challenges that you have faced and that you've overcome recently, or maybe challenges that you foresee for Bitcoin Cash and that you're already trying to think of? Of course, you just talk about the, the smart uh, chain. Anything else that we should know about or that you're looking at or, or dreaming of? I'm, I'm really glad to say that the road ahead looks very smooth, but the, the road behind us was a little bit bumpy and there were definitely some, some challenges along the way. But uh, at the moment, it seems to be smooth sailing ahead. But in the past, there were some different disagreements in regards to some different developers as to how things should be done. But uh, that seems to be resolved at the moment. And that's, uh, that's been, I think, one of the biggest strengths of Bitcoin has been that no dissenting opinion was tolerated in any way whatsoever to the point where they literally ban dissenting opinions and uh, and you know delete posts that have dissenting opinions. And 
I guess that's good in terms of keeping the existing Bitcoin community unified with whatever the roadmap is. But I, I think it's bad in terms of, of progressing, like the, the progression of Bitcoin in terms of being able to do things is completely basically stalled over the last uh, several years there. But uh, the upside of it is there's no perceived infighting because it's not allowed. You get banned if you if you disagree. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens in the future. But again, I'm not a Bitcoin maximalist or a Bitcoin cash maximalist. I'm a maximalist for whatever works to give more people around the world more tools to engage in commerce uh, without having to jump through a bunch of uh, hoops or, or, or apply for a zillion you know, permits. So it's uh, really a powerful tool to bring more economic freedom to the entire world. Cryptocurrencies in general and Bitcoin Cash is my favorite because I think it works the best and has the most infrastructure at the moment. Very cool. Thanks for that feedback. Uh, and then maybe moving a bit away from fundamentals and looking really purely at, at short-term trading, because I know a lot of the people in the audience, but also a lot of people in the crypto space look at cryptocurrencies from a trading perspective. Uh, just a few days ago, Bitcoin actually suffered some pretty significant drop over the weekend. Um, but we saw also a lot of the alts, including Bitcoin Cash, hold up better during the crash. So people were holding alts a bit better than they were Bitcoin. And also in the case of Bitcoin Cash, it seems to have been outperforming in the past few weeks. It's risen quite significantly versus Bitcoin. Um, maybe Richard, and, and then I'll go to you, Roger, but why do you think that that is? Why do you think there's that outperformance uh, around this time? You're on mute, Peter. Sorry, yeah. I knew that was gonna come up at some point. Um, yeah, look, I think we're at the early point of the, the bull market, the early FOMO cycle, where you're starting to see um, a lot of retail players come in that are probably new to crypto, um, that have heard about these outrageous returns uh, that, that people are getting and are continuing to get. Um, and the first thing that, that always comes up is, well, Bitcoin's way too expensive. I can't afford that. And so people look at, you know, from a unit bias perspective, people are looking at what we refer to obviously as the altcoins. And I think that, you know, we're, we're at that point where Bitcoin dominance has really dropped uh, in the overall cryptocurrency um market cap total market cap i think that's just a normal part of the cycle we saw it in 2017 we're seeing it again now i mean you know it's just a, a part of the progression of the bull market as more and more entrants come in and then you know bitcoin takes a breather or even people take some of their profits that they've made in bitcoin and start to cycle into the altcoins um and then move back into bitcoin uh later on in the cycle as well so you get these sort of movements in bitcoin dominance throughout and i think this was just a a very uh, a very clear demonstration of that this weekend okay thanks uh, roger just wanted to know if you wanted to chime in it was interesting to hear you say so you're not a bitcoin maximalist you're not a bitcoin cash maximalist you're for what works uh, of course from a trading perspective sometimes people get carried away for different reasons um any perspective on the outperformance of bitcoin cash recently or or of alts relative to bitcoin recently yeah, I, of course, you know, as, as a Bitcoin cash holder uh, and a promoter of Bitcoin cash, I'm, I'm happy that it's outperformed Bitcoin over the last few weeks. But in the last few years, it certainly hasn't, right? So Bitcoin cash hasn't outperformed Bitcoin in any way. But for the last couple of years, uh, the fees weren't super high on Bitcoin. Whereas in the last couple of weeks, again, the fees, it's over $50 on average per transaction on Bitcoin at this point. So I think a lot of people look at that and think, why would I want to pay $50 per transaction? What can I use that can do the same thing cheaper? And Bitcoin Cash is right there at the top of the list. And we saw PayPal a few weeks back 
uh, announced that they're integrating cryptocurrencies. There were four. There was Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum, and Litecoin. And of those, only two are actually usable for payments on chain. You have Bitcoin Cash and Litecoin. Uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum, the fees are, are simply too high to be practical for moderate size payments at this point. So I think that's a real big bullish indication for, uh, for Bitcoin Cash and to a lesser extent Litecoin because its acceptance is, is less, but that user experience is, uh, is still good. So uh, at the end of the day, I think people have to have a good user experience with something or they're not going to be using it. And Bitcoin's user experience has been good in terms of price appreciation. It hasn't been good in terms of payments. And so when they see you know, one of these starting to run away, people like to pile on. And I, I think there's a real good chance we'll see a lot of piling on to Bitcoin Cash here as people realize that it's exactly the same as Bitcoin in terms of 21 million limit. And, uh, you know, all the characteristics are the same, except for that you have faster, cheaper, more reliable transactions with it for less than a penny. Uh, I think that's a pretty compelling use case there. And then you have Bitcoin.com busy promoting Bitcoin Cash as well on top of that. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for that. Actually, that leads me very well into my next question, which I'll ask to you, Roger, while, while you're on it, but also Richard uh, afterwards. More from a, a broader crypto space perspective, what do you think needs to happen to facilitate uh, mainstream adoption of cryptocurrencies, whichever crypto that is? Uh, yeah, Roger, you can go. I, I think it has to be more useful than credit cards and more useful than PayPal and more useful than banks and whatever people have been using traditionally. If something's not more useful and, and significantly more useful, people aren't going to switch. And so uh, we see that with these cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin Cash. You can literally send it to anyone, anywhere on the planet for less than a penny. I wish I could still say that about Bitcoin. And I wish I could say that about Ethereum. But the fact of the matter is it's, it's just not there yet, unless you're using a custodian to hold the funds for you. But if you're using a custodian to hold the funds for you, uh, you run into the same problems we've seen with the dollar, right? And there's fractional reserve or, or who knows what's going on or your account can be frozen and all these different legacy problems that uh, the whole point of cryptocurrency was kind of to be able to to avoid those legacy problems. So uh, yeah, if, if it's not useful, people aren't going to use it. So uh, look out there at the cryptocurrencies that are the most useful. Those are the ones that are going to be used the most. And if the supply is limited, those are the ones where the price is going to appreciate the most. Awesome. I like that. Taking us back to the basics with the usefulness. That's what we want. Uh, Richard, do you have any, any perspective on what needs to happen to facilitate some more adoption of crypto? Yeah, look, I think um, <clears throat> when you look at, and obviously, you know, Roger's talking a lot about payments. I'm talking about this store of value aspect with Bitcoin. And I think <clears throat> what we're starting to see is the early part of major institutional adoption. And I think, you know, you've obviously had Tesla, you've had MicroStrategy now start to make the case for a, a, a treasury uh, allocation to Bitcoin. But more importantly, you've started to get the big bond investors come into the space like Miller, Paul Tudor Jones, and even Bill Miller. You've started to get these players come in and actually recognize the value that the network effect uh, of, of this sort of more... Uh, um, digital version of gold has and uh, how it can be used as a store of value. I think this is this is where it becomes really, really interesting. I think, you know, we could talk about regulation at length, but I think that this overall cycle where you're starting to get the bond guys that have been looking at negative yielding bonds to the tune of $25 trillion of paper is now really starting to have an impact on their investment strategy because they're looking at it and going how does this all shift how does the paradigm shift where 
clearly walking into a situation where markets are being heavily manipulated. These are not the true cost of dollars. And you've got a paradigm shift that is going to happen. And how is that going to take shape? And so they're looking into other avenues of investment. And obviously, you know, in many cases, they've landed on Bitcoin. I think this is where it becomes very, very interesting because you have names like that, you know, be it that you're an investment guy looking at Paul Tudor Jones and Guggenheim or Stan Druckenmiller, or you're a corporate treasurer looking at Elon Musk and Michael Saylor, but you've got credible players that are actually leading the way um, around this adoption. And I think that that actually reduces your own personal risk of making a decision where you're like, well, some of the smartest investors in the room are now making the decision. So I think we're into that process. We're into that part of this particular bull cycle. And um, yeah, I think, uh, I, I think we're on the way there now. Okay, awesome. Yeah, great perspective. Uh, by the way, I'm told to remind the audience that uh, they're free to ask uh, any question through the Q&A box if you wanna do that. But we still have plenty of questions uh, here for Roger and Richard. Uh, actually, Roger, talking about that broader mainstream adoption of crypto, uh, maybe you have good insights on this. Where will we see the largest growth of crypto adoption? Maybe you can talk a bit more about geography or client segment or use cases in industry, if you've got any insights on those. I think different people have different needs, right? In, in the Western developed world, I think they're more interested in just using it as a store of value or a hedge against inflation. Uh, in other parts of the world, like in you know sub-Saharan Africa, they just need it for for payments and small size payments for their daily lives, whether it's topping up their cell phone or you know buying a loaf of bread or or whatever it is. Um, but I think where we'll see the most adoption is where businesses get involved and roll out platforms. So you know, look at PayPal. I, I don't know how many daily active users they have, but they're about to offer the ability to all those daily active users to use cryptocurrency. Uh, that's we're going to reach a, a huge, huge, huge number of people all at once far more than, you know, just word of mouth from, you know, friends and family here and there. Uh, so as we see these big giant institutional platforms roll out cryptocurrency adoption, that's where we're going to see, I, I think, the most adoption there. So, uh, uh, you know, imagine if Amazon started paying all their employees in a cryptocurrency. Whoosh, that's a, that's a huge amount of adoption all at once. Whereas uh, if you're just going to pay your, you know, your bicycle repairman down the street in, in cryptocurrency, that's great, but it's not going to have the same impact as, as a PayPal or an Amazon or, or somebody like that doing the same thing. Understood. Great. Thanks for that feedback. Uh, and speaking of, you know, bigger players uh, adopting crypto, Richard, what do you think is the impact uh, of regulatory, you know, environment basically on the crypto space or how it is now and how it could evolve? I think Roger touched on it earlier, you know, third party custodians to some degree sort of take away the original um, use case of cryptocurrencies, but you think about all of those investors um, that I mentioned, you know, all of them need from a from a governance perspective to be making sure that they're using a third party custodian um, that is regulated and obviously highly secure. Um, I think that regulation will um, continue to evolve around KYC and AML in that space, particularly. <clears throat> We've already seen FATF um, attempt to roll out what's referred to as the travel rule. Um, so effectively identification of all wallets that interact with a virtual asset service provider that could be a custodian exchange or or even a payments provider um so it's 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 really a case of 
going further than they've ever gone before with the banks in terms of KYC and AML. And I think that that obviously leads to uh, a lot of concern for, for people that actually hold on to cryptocurrency um, for their own sort of sovereign uh, reasons. But certainly from an institutional investor perspective, that's certainly at this point in time, the only way that they're going to be able to go um, from their own investment committee and risk committee requirements. Okay, wonderful, interesting. Uh, I see there are some questions starting to come from the audience. So I think this is actually a good time to start uh, passing them on. Um, just as pertaining to crypto and gold, do you guys view them as complements or alternatives to each other? Uh, and maybe I'll go to Roger first. Yeah, I, I think that they're complements to each other. Uh, any smart investor knows that you need to have diversity, diversity, diversity. If you decide to buy to invest in the stock market, you don't pick one single stock and you say, "Okay, I bought I bought Tesla, and I'm not going to own any other stock out there." That would be silly. And uh, I think the same is true in regards to other, you know, uh, inflation hedges, whether it's gold, silver, or cryptocurrencies. You wouldn't just buy one and say, "Okay, I'm done." Uh, you should have a nice, uh, diverse, well-rounded portfolio there. So I, I think they're all complementary in that respect. And so gold's been around for thousands of years, has lots of commercial uh, use cases uh, in electronics and, and, and uh, dentistry still in other parts of the world as well. Uh, I, I think that uh, it's going to continue to have that sort of backup use case, whereas crypto has been around uh, you know, a little over a decade now. Things could go ca catastrophically wrong at some point. The blockchain could break. Uh, there's, there's things that could go wrong. So definitely have some uh, diversity there and, and diversity is a uh, complementary uh, towards those things. So uh, long story short, have a diverse portfolio. And I think Richard uh, will, will probably agree. I'd be stunned if any investor disagrees with having a diverse portfolio. Definitely diverse. Yeah. Richard, go yeah. for it. I, I definitely agree. I, I think, you know, have a gold allocation, have a, um, a Bitcoin allocation, have a crypto payments allocation, a smart contract allocation, utility allocation. Um, I think these are all, you know, important segments of the market. Um, I think that part of the question was around why is why is Bitcoin compared to gold? And I think that that's, um, you know, that's an important question that not a lot of people always necessarily understand. Roger's touched on it um, in, in one aspect is the scarcity value, um, the 21 million coins in both Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. Um, but it's, it's also um, the aspects of divisibility, uh, portability. Um, so being able to move across border with it very simply. Um, durability, I, it's not going to like, you know, like the reason gold was selected was because it, it oxidizes extremely slowly. Um, and you're not going to come back and find all your bars of gold, you know, disintegrated in a few years time. So durability is important. Obviously, being a digital asset, you know, these, these things are durable. Um, but then I, I would say most importantly against gold is verifiability. So you look at gold, you've seen multiple uh, examples of, you know, fake gold being produced, uh, tungsten bars, gold plated. The fact that you can verify Bitcoin um, by running a node, I think is extremely important. So if you look at all of those aspects against gold, you know, you can see how uh, people uh, compare the two um, because these were the reasons that actually gold, you know, many, many years ago, many thousands of years ago was adopted as hard money. Okay, wonderful. 
an interesting question. <laughs> Which three altcoins would you invest in looking at the next year? Those are questions uh, we get at, at webinar, but very interesting. What are three projects maybe that you're looking at, Roger, uh, in the crypto space for the next year? Yeah, I, I guess I'm I'm really torn between the philosophical ideals of what make money money, and the philosophical ideals like make the privacy coins fantastic, right? So the Moneros, the Zenos, the Zcashes, the, that sort of thing. Um, but the practical side there too, we're already seeing it. So in Japan in Korea, and I'm sure some other countries around the world, none of the exchanges and none of the businesses are allowed to work uh, directly with uh, any of those privacy coins. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen from an investor perspective there. Uh, but, but I still hold them because, I, because philosophically, those make really, really good money. Because as Richard touched on, some of the characteristics that make money money, one of them is fungibility. And fungibility is just a little bit friendlier sounding way of saying privacy or anonymity. Like when you get a, you know, a hundred dollar bill, it needs to be treated the same as every other hundred dollar bill. And the same needs to be true of whatever other cryptocurrency in order for it to be good money. And the sad fact of the matter is at the moment is uh, Bitcoin and then Ethereum is even worse. The fungibility is very, very, very weak or almost non-existent at this point. And that's a, that's a problem for it to be used as money. But the regulators and government entities around the world love the fact that it's not very fungible and they can see what's going on with it. So, uh, so what three altcoins? Um, I, I, I like the privacy coins. So take your pick of any of the privacy coins out there. Understood. Yes. Richard? Yeah. So um, I, you know, this particular cycle, uh, part of the cycle that we're at, I would definitely say have some Ethereum. I think ETH will massively outperform um, Bitcoin at certain points in this cycle. So you're going to get big, big rips in Ethereum. Obviously, you got a, uh, the, you know, the rollout of proof of stake. I think this is going to be extremely interesting. Could push Ethereum even for short periods of time um, to really um, very, very considerable new highs. Um, I'd also look at Polkadot. I really like Dot. I think it's very interesting, just sort of smashed onto the scene with a lot of projects already within the ecosystem. I think it's uh, it's something that we are looking at very closely in our listing committee. Um, but I would say, you know, always have a utility token in there. And I think probably my favorite utility token right now is Equo, the uh, exchange token of Equos, launched uh, just a few, a, a couple of weeks ago uh, with utility around um, enhanced yields on assets. Um, with uh, fee tier reductions and collateral around derivatives, as well as getting airdrops and daily staking in the token. So just ticking so many boxes and um, a nice little nod to Bitcoin and the early community having 21 million uh, ever to be issued as well. So uh, a big fan of that token, EQO, of course. Can I ask where's the easiest place to buy EQO while we're at it? Uh, you can buy it on Equos um equs.io uh at the exchange of Diginix. so uh regulated under the uh the singapore network very cool thanks for those answers uh roger i think this question is for you do you see bitcoin cash used as a mainstream means of payment for everyday transaction in let's say five years ten years time uh, the answer is maybe, um, and, or possibly. 
but for me, that was the goal from day one. And my involvement in cryptocurrency is, is you know, today in the year 2021, everybody knows that uh, separation of church and state was a good thing and the world is a better place because of it. Uh, I think we're right on the verge of seeing a separation of money and state. Traditionally, everybody just took for granted that, oh, governments have to issue the money and everybody uses the money that's issued by governments. Well, now with the invention of cryptocurrencies, anybody can issue a new cryptocurrency, including nation states or including individuals in their you know, bedroom at home. And then the world has the option, which currency do we want to use? Which one is the most useful? And so I think we're gonna see real competition in the space in terms of which form of money people are using around the world for commerce. And you know, competition leads to better quality products with a better user experience for the users. And this is a great thing for the entire world. And so which cryptocurrency is gonna wind up being used you know, worldwide in commerce? Uh, I don't know. There's definitely some front runners. Uh, Richard touched on like a, the Ethereum network effect is just incredibly strong. And uh, I, I guess I was remiss in, in not mentioning Ethereum there though too, but uh, we don't know at the end of the day, which one's gonna be the winner, but uh, I, I can pretty much guarantee it's not gonna be the, the legacy you know, dollars or euros or, or yen around there now that we have access to, to real cryptocurrencies and, and choice. Uh, anyone anywhere in the world now has a choice as to which sort of currency they want to use. So Bitcoin Cash is that I think Bitcoin Cash and Ethereum are probably the two front runners at, at this point, but uh, there's lots of other competition out there. And, and who knows, maybe a Facebook will come back strong with their new edition of Libra or something else out there. We, we really don't know at the end of the day. Sure. And actually, that ties in well with the question that I'm seeing. Um, you know, you're talking about Libra, a question that's somewhat related, but not really the same. What are your views on CBDCs? Do you think they compete with BCH as a mean of peer-to-peer of -peer payment, or would you view them as different currencies and, and so totally different assets, basically? I think they uh -huh. clearly compete, but they're also clearly fantastic on-ramps to other cryptocurrencies. So imagine if you take your CBDC and then use it to buy Monero. Maybe the central bank isn't so happy about that, but... Uh, but it'll be hard for, harder for them to stop once uh, you know traditional bank currencies are, are digitized on on blockchains or other networks out there. So they're they're certainly competing. But but competition is a good thing. Don't think competition is bad. The fact that Samsung and Apple are competing head to head on tablets and on smartphones every year that's great. That means your Android phone or your iPhone that you buy next year is going to be even better than the one that you had this year. And the same is true with all these CBDCs and other cryptocurrencies out there. The fact that they're all busy competing means the entire world is going to have a, a nicer and better and more useful selection of digital currencies to choose from. And that's how we ended today's edition of Let's Talk Sync It's Nevis. We looked at Bitcoin Cash and the rise of cryptocurrency around the world, but as more specifically here in St. Kitts and Nevis. Remember, you can listen to this show again in its entirety in a rebroadcast on Wednesday at 10 a.m. on Friday, also at 10 a.m. You can also check our website at www.voiceofthecaribbean.net in the VOC On Demand section. I'm Andre Huey. I was your host, and thank you for listening to another edition of Let's Talk St. Kitts Nevis here on Voice of the Caribbean Radio, reaching the Caribbean and beyond. the best sound in Caribbean radio. This is VOC Radio. Let's talk St. Kitts and Nevis, a talk show and current affairs program focusing on St. Kitts and Nevis, the Caribbean and international news. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. on Voice of the Caribbean Radio, join host Andre Huey as he delves into topical issues of the day. We'll open the lines so you can call in and be part of the discussion. And he'll feature guests each week to help shed light on the various topics of discussion. 
Let's Talk St. Kitts and Nevis with Andre Huey, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., with rebroadcasts on Wednesdays and Fridays, also at 10 a.m., on Voice of the Caribbean Radio at voiceofthecaribbean.net. Also listen on our Android mobile app and tune in radio. Voice of the Caribbean Radio, reaching the Caribbean and beyond. Nestled between evergreen mountains and the Caribbean Sea on the island of St. Kitts is the Millhouse Guest House and Convention Center, with breathtaking views, a rugged, beautiful shoreline, and immaculate manicured gardens make this the perfect location for your holiday, event, or wedding. With a large convention center, apartments with balconies providing stunning views, and a secluded cottage for larger family groups or honeymooning couples looking for some privacy. We have something for everyone. Book your stay at www.millhouseskn.com or visit our Facebook page, the Millhouse Guest House and Convention Center, an oasis of tranquility. Get violent thought provokers. Are your strengths the things that you do good or the things that you like? Resources. My one book would be Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I want to learn what I need to learn to get to where I need to get. Emotional moments. Hmm, that was a hard one. I went through depression. I didn't even discuss it with my wife, to be quite honest with you. Empowerment. If your name could be known for the worst thing, make it be known for the best. Even if you're uncertain, take a step of faith. Do not be afraid to try and fail. And a touch of humor with our Caribbean flavors. When did you realize you can't swim? <laughs> when? I knew all along. It did something phenomenal to me. I said, hey, I got to marry this woman, right? <laughs> You can't help me, but I will work out something for you. <laughs> hey there, this is the Big Axe Podcast with yours truly, Janiel Boone. John Maxwell said, Great leaders ask great questions that inspire others to dream more, think more, learn more, do more, and become more. Join me as I ask the right questions to the right people to help you in your leadership venture. To ensure that you never miss an episode, join us on Voice of the Caribbean Radio Sundays at 12 noon, then we broadcast Mondays also at 12 noon. For all your printing needs at top-notch quality, go to Digital Print Plus, located on Princess Street, Bastyr, St. Kitts. At Digital Print Plus, you get the best in business cards, letterheads, envelopes, wristbands, tent cards, rack cards, flyers, brochures, logo designs, posters, photos, architectural designs, 3D renderings, and so much more. Digital Print Plus gives you the best quality at competitive prices. Contact us at 767-7468 or email digitalprintskn at gmail.com or follow us on Facebook at Digital Print SKN. Digital Print Plus for all your printing needs at the best quality. You're listening to Voice of the Caribbean Radio at voiceofthecaribbean.net.